0: Welcome to the young stroke podcast a podcast for young survivors of stroke and their support crew bringing together younger survivors to share their stories along with tips on living a good life after stroke the advice given in this podcast is general in nature discuss your situation and needs with your healthcare professionals this series is presented by australia's stroke foundation and funded by the australian government department of social services welcome to the young stroke Podcast. There are over 120,000 Australians of working age living with the impact of stroke, people whose lives have been interrupted by stroke as they are entering adulthood, about to start a family or midway through their journey into parenthood. Today, we're speaking about an important topic to younger survivors of stroke, parenting after stroke. Today on the podcast we have Letitia and Shannon back with us and if you haven't listened to their previous episode on finances after stroke please do go and check it out. Stay tuned too for a third episode with Letitia and Shannon as they'll be back to talk with us about confidence after stroke. Letitia Living is a young survivor of stroke, a mother to four boys, one of who was born after her stroke Letitia's from the Gold Coast, Australia, and is passionate about empowering working age survivors. Letitia Living is the author of Finding Yourself After Stroke. Shannon is a nurse, wife, and mother of two. Shannon previously nursed elderly patients who survived stroke and was astounded when stroke happened to her and her family. Shannon is passionate about raising awareness of stroke and is one of the co authors in Finding Yourself After Stroke. Welcome back to the podcast, Letitia and Shannon.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for being with us. So, Letitia, could you share your parenting story with us?
2: Sure. So I had my stroke 10 years ago. I was 35 at the time. At that time, I had three children. They were aged 11, 12 and 4. When my stroke happened, it was in the middle of the night and I was sleeping next to my 4-year-old at the time. So things kind of changed for us. I had a a young boy in childcare and I had two tweenies that were not quite teenage boys at that time. And then two months after my stroke, I found out that I was pregnant. So I had what I call not just my life before and after stroke, but my parenting before and after stroke. I worked full-time. And so my three kids that I had at the time, they went to, uh, one was in childcare full-time. The other two were in school. So they went to before school care, after school care, and on holidays, they were at vacation care. And so it wasn't until I had my stroke where I kind of dived into the deep end of being a stay-at-home mum, but then I was also being a parent, a stay-at-home mum with um, post-stroke challenges, so disabilities. I lost my vision in my stroke, so I've got neurological vision loss. uh, And then that means that, you know, I lost my license, I couldn't drive anymore. And so the mum that I was, who I was before my stroke and who I was after my stroke in terms of parenting really changed. So even though I was working full-time, I could drive my kids to, you know, before school care, I could duck out from work and attend school functions. I took them to their sports. I could drive to their sporting things on the weekends. And then suddenly I couldn't do that anymore. Parenting life did change a lot after
0: stroke. Shannon, could you share your parenting story with us?
1: So my children were 16 and 17 at the time of my stroke. And Stuart, my husband, tried to keep everything normal. So they went to school the day of my stroke Gemma woke Sean up and about 7am and said my husband called Gemma uh, at 6.30 in the morning to say I suffered a stroke and then Gemma woke, woke Sean up and said mum's um, had a stroke what did we do and so Stuart told them go to school <laughs> and then when I was in hospital they went to work school and every day and that sort of thing so yeah
0: oh your children were very involved obviously even from that moment that you both realized or knew you were having a stroke and as if you know recovering from a stroke and dealing with the impacts of stroke isn't enough you know that added stress of parenting I imagine you know was just huge at the time particularly uh, as you're coming to terms with the fact you've had a stroke What were some of the biggest challenges or what are some of the biggest challenges with parenting and navigating parenting, um, having to consider somebody else's needs on top of your own?
2: For me, the biggest challenge I've had is not being able to drive. So when the kids need something or we have appointments or or anything, just that um, loss of independence has been really quite huge. And Fatigue, <laughs> post-stroke fatigue for me was quite a big challenge. So as I mentioned just before, two months after my stroke, I found out I was pregnant. So my recovery was also um, creating a child. So I was really quite tired, slept a lot. And then after the baby was born, I was still recovering yeah spent quite a lot of time in the lounge
1: <laughs> I was fortunate enough I began driving after eight weeks but my aphasia and my fatigue also so the biggest challenge was when I my family had to be around when I made important phone calls so when I was talking to the bank or talking to um, the telephone companies I had to make sure my family was around because um, I have aphasia and apraxia so I would have to explain because I because I was making a telephone call I wasn't a, on a video video chat so I'd explain to them and they have to explain to the operator that was the biggest challenge and the fatigue. So yeah, I went to bed every day when I got home for a half an hour to 40 minutes
0: every day I had a sleep. And Shannon, do you mind describing what aphasia is and apraxia? So apraxia is difficulty
1: planning and coordinating the muscles during speech. And aphasia is a language disorder that involves communication um reading writing numbers thank
0: you and so what other ways did having the stroke impact on the way you parented maybe some of the practical challenges or difficulties or things that changed uh leticia or shannon
2: Uh, well for me i um I had to rely on public transport or paid private transport uh, whenever we needed to get around. We really had to plan ahead with outings. I had to move because where I lived, there wasn't public transport. So I had to move closer to the shops and things like that so I could get about. Uh, So now I can walk my kids to and from school and just go down to my local shops and get the things that I need, which is very very helpful but I mean I couldn't move immediately because you know things quite changed it was about two years before I realized I needed to make that shift and it's just been better on all of us that that we did so I do my grocery shopping and things like like that online and we're just so fortunate now that everything pretty much can come to us so you know even on the days when I'm really fatigued and and that's it. I just don't feel like cooking because I'm sensory overwhelmed and, mm-hmm. and tired. We can order Uber Eats or order something to be delivered. Yeah, just those little things that, that made a difference. I just, I released the expectations that I had of myself. So prior to my stroke, I was very, I guess, like disciplined in my day-to-day. I had to be at work at a certain time. Everything had to be done before we left. So we'd get up, it was a routine, went to work, come home, routine. That didn't happen after stroke. So, But then I still, in my mind, I had this, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. But I didn't actually. I, I didn't have to be doing these things. So things like housework, you know, it doesn't matter. Like if you're doing the laundry and you're tired or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can fold it up the next day. It's still going to be there. Um, so just releasing that pressure that I that I had on myself around the house
0: Th- Did you have that too, Shannon?
1: Yeah, I had that too. Um, my mum helped me out in the first few months because Stuart had to return to work. Um, and my children, I taught the children to do a load of wat- washing, and they used to clean up after. So I began cooking after six weeks. And then Stuart used to always do the dishes, but the children began to help out doing the dishes, folding the washing.
0: So your children had to sort of step up to yeah, help yeah. out. Did you find that too, Letitia, where your kids were having to to do more um, than they might have um, before the stroke? No,
2: no, in my circumstances, they didn't. And my youngest one was four. Yeah. So I had this, you know, it was probably my fault that they didn't step up because I didn't expect it of them. You know, I still had it very ingrained in me that this is my role as my mom and it's my job to do this. And I when it came to the little one, I didn't want any expectations or pressure on my older two to care or look for him because well he's special needs and I just didn't think it was their responsibility and I still don't think that that's their responsibility to do that.
0: And quite different ages to Shannon and Letitia, your children were at sort of opposite ends in terms of ages. And um, what about mum guilt? Um, you know, it, it can hit us at the best of times. But how how has that been after having having both of your strokes?
1: Well, I um, felt really guilty because I. Um, focused on my recovery and myself. So I felt extremely guilty because I think the world revolved around me for six or nine months and I felt really guilty about that.
2: Yeah. I had a lot of well I just seem to just have parenting guilt anyway. So <laughs> had a stroke on top of that it was like <laughs> just increased that feeling. I don't have it anymore because I just keep releasing the expectations and, and knowing yeah. that regardless of what's happening, I'm doing a good job, my kids are happy, they're healthy, we love each other, everything is yeah. great, really. We're doing a lot better than sometimes I think we are. But I did, I did feel like not just a failure as a person after my stroke, I felt like a failure as a parent as well because I couldn't do, and that's what I was focusing on, all the things I couldn't do prior to my stroke like driving around playing games with them like I couldn't even throw and catch a ball at that time so it was yeah, you know I used to sit on the floor with my baby and roll the ball so so lots of lots of things changed but then I realized it was probably me that was harder on me um they weren't hard on me it was just me so I didn't have to keep pretending that that I was okay on the days that I really wasn't okay and just releasing yeah I think the guilt Most of it just comes with releasing those expectations.
0: And obviously the the stroke affects everybody, the whole family unit, everyone around you. Mm. What do you think the impact has been on your children? What, What has it been like for them? What would you share around their experiences from what you know and understand?
1: I think my children are more accepting of people with disabilities and more empathetic. And much more resilient than I um, used to think before the stroke.
2: Yeah, prior to my stroke I worked in aged care and uh, there were times where I took my kids to work with me and so they they did get to see lots of people with disabilities but I do imagine it was different for them to to see that with their mum. But I hid it, so I hid from them everything I was feeling I heard from them the challenges that I was having and I tried to to make life just the same so that they didn't feel or see those impacts
1: I was much more different I had a meltdown about eight weeks after my stroke and I went to get a mental health plan because I couldn't say the word monotony but it was the straw that broke the camel's back so yeah I um was much more open to my disability in the home but mm-hmm. not out in po- public.
0: And did getting that help and that mental health care plan really make things easier to manage both yes. personally so, and as a parent?
1: Yeah yeah so we did a family session also so that's help, really helped me see that my children were okay so yeah
0: and are there any other supports that you've found helpful along the way or lack of support I'm curious to hear of anything else that was helpful
2: I'm actually just grateful for the technology that we have now so that (laughs) we can bring things to us uh, in my circumstances because I can't drive so it's very very helpful to have you know everything on apps and Uber Eats and shopping can come home and that that I found incredibly helpful.
0: And was there anything else? Did you connect with friends or peers or anybody else that helped give you tips or share anything that made the journey a little bit easier to navigate?
1: I contacted Stroke Line, and I also joined a young support group for young stroke survivors as well. That really, really helped. To know that I wasn't alone and they all, the majority of them had children as well. I joined the stroke, some online stroke groups and that really
2: helped me to connect with others. Uh, But I have to be honest, I haven't really had many chats with people about parenting and what things that they have overcome or challenges that they've had which I think I probably will (laughs) uh, going forward. Some things that I I found that could have been helpful to me but not actually helpful for me as a parent was, for example, I could have Meals on Wheels be delivered to me at home, but then I had a 12-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 4-year-old, but that that wouldn't have been for them. So I still had to cook anyway. So there were some things that could have helped me but didn't actually benefit me as a parent.
0: And if you were to share three top tips for somebody else that might be uh, navigating parent- parenthood after stroke, what would they be?
1: Don't sweat the small stuff <laughs> and keep the lines of communication open. Yeah, I'm quite similar to that too. I would definitely be saying
2: don't be hard on yourself. You know, you just just do the best that you can do that day and release the guilt Release that i should be doing this i should be doing that and that things just don't have to be perfect like we're not here to make our neighbors or our community happy we're here to look after ourselves and our kids so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect and it's okay for things to change
0: i love that And it sounds like, Letitia, too, you've done a lot of that sort of navigating the parenthood journey on your own, figuring out what worked and what doesn't work. And the same with you too, Shannon, you know, seeking that mental health care plan was something that you felt you needed to do to help support yourself um, and calling on family when when that was needed. Is there anything else you want to add on this topic of navigating parenthood before we wrap up?
1: We try to do things as a family once a month. My children are 20 and 22 now so we try to do things as as a family once a month and then um, I always check in with them on a daily or weekly basis just to have a chat about what's going on on that sort of thing
2: yeah we do something very quite similar as well so we catch up minimum monthly so more than once a month and have a dinner So my older boys are now in their early 20s as well and keeping those lines of communication open so I did a a lot of you know hiding and pretending so now I'm telling them this is this is what happened this is how it's affected and I'm also sharing that and being very open with my nine-year-old who was only known mum as a stroke survivor
0: how do you how do you feel it's different for your children, Letitia? Say your youngest son, who only has ever known you as a survivor of stroke or after stroke, and compared to your other children, do you feel like there are quite noticeable differences in in that particular child's experience?
2: Well, he doesn't notice. He this is mm. all he's ever known, but he's quite a well-adjusted, happy, happy, very outgoing, good self-esteem kid. So mm. it's we've never. able to get in the car and go for a drive he doesn't have that experience he wouldn't know that the the experiences for the older and the younger would be those things the the way that the stroke impacted me but no I I don't think I don't think it's impacted
0: him at all. Mm. And in terms of supports for your children, have they needed any particular supports to help them manage, you know, the fact that you've both had strokes? Did you need to access any extra support through school or through a psychology, for example? Or is it really just that close connection with them and, and those sort of open conversations?
1: My son was doing year 12 at this time. So we put in a C's application. It's got to do with
0: difficulty with life during um, year 12. Last call. <laughs> Is there anything else that we've missed that you want to add in? You
2: know, it doesn't matter. if You don't put the laundry away for a few hours or till the next day. Like that just doesn't actually matter in the big scheme of things. Even though, you know, I like to have things organised, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> and, and has the stroke taught you that? Like that releasing the expectations? Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about that too, Shannon, didn't you? That it's like if the room isn't tidy or yeah, that yeah, you don't sweat the small stuff either. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. If you're feeling overwhelmed and need guidance to navigate parenting after stroke, you're not alone. You can speak to a social worker or psychologist if you're in hospital or undergoing rehabilitation. And if you're at home or in the community, speaking with your GP is a great place to start. Peer support groups can also be a great source of support, as Letitia and Shannon have mentioned. You can go to enableme.org.au for more information on your nearest support group, but you can also call StrokeLine on 1 800 787 653, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, or email StrokeLine at strokefoundation.org.au. Thank you for being on this episode, Letitia and Shannon. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with your family and friends. Subscribe to the podcast to be notified about future episodes and leave us a review so more of the stroke community can find us. Thank you so much, Letitia and Shannon, for coming on this episode and talking about parenting, the challenges but also the rewards, I think, of of parenting um, after stroke. And I look forward to chatting next time about confidence after stroke. That's all for today's Young Stroke podcast. Find more Young Stroke resources at young.strokefoundation.org.au. You can listen to dozens of other podcasts on our stroke recovery website, enableme.org.au. Stroke Lines Health Professionals provide practical, free, and confidential advice. Connect with them on Enable Me or call one stroke That's one 787 653. The advice given here is general in nature. Discuss your situation and needs with your healthcare professionals. The Young Stroke podcast series is presented by Australia's Stroke Foundation and funded by the Australian Government Department of Social Services.